Awareness sucks until it doesn't. I should know I've been a practicing licensed clinical social worker in New York for more than 30 years. We have been given enough awareness on how to expand to satisfy the two universal desires, being happy and being loved. Now what? Now it is time to live it. This podcast focuses on transcending awareness into practice through dialogue with curious guests. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. Today's theme is on awareness about self-confidence. We touched, me and my curious guest was Bianca, and we touched on questions like, what is self-confidence? Um, what, how it develops? What is lack of self-confidence? Um, <clears throat> how can you show self-confidence and also be humble? Um, does faking confidence uh, work? So along these lines, we, we, we talked about today. Bianca is the owner of a counseling center called Modern Wellness in Limbrook, New York. And she has been um, a student of mine working together for a number of years. Welcoming uh, Bianca. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Welcome. And you're my curious guest, and you have chosen the theme of self confidence. Huh. Yes. Okay. Could definitely relate this topic to my own life and just people that I know. I'm very curious about learning more of what to do, what it means to be self confident. So I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> why don't um, you know when I think about self confidence, um, it's also I think um, it makes sense to think what is not self confidence. Mm -hmm. So not self confident people not self-confident moments in all our lives because we all have moments that we are so self-confident and moments that we are not all of us that's natural but then some of us walk in life um most of the time not self-confident or most of the time self-confident mm -hmm. <laughs> um so when I'm thinking about self-confidence, I'm always um, thinking what is not lack of self-confidence or self-doubt. And it's exactly that, doubting yourself. Yes. Doubting which part of yourself, though? Doubting your thoughts? your actions, your words, 
would you relate to that? I mean, what is what do you think is not self-doubting for you? <clears throat> well, when you put it that way, when I first thought, oh, I want to talk about this topic on the podcast, I was thinking when I see people walk into a room and you just feel their presence. It's like, wow, that person walks with confidence when they talk to people, when they meet new people. But now that you say that, I can think in my life, there are times that I can do that. It just depends what's around me, what the environment is. So yeah, that does make sense. So when we want to impress or when mm -hmm. we want the approval of someone, our self-confidence goes down. Yes. Because the focus goes on what are they thinking? Uh, 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 am I good? Is this good enough? And we exit ourselves. We get out of ourselves. We get out of our... Because self-confidence is about trusting and believing your intuition. Trusting mm -hmm. and believing what you perceive. Yes. So, and, and when my focus goes on you, Bianca, and I'm concerned, oh, what am I, what I'm about to say, would she like it? Then I'm outside myself. Then I'm not in touch with completely enclosed in my own thoughts and intuition. Yes. That makes sense. So going back to that example, so somebody who walks into the room and you could feel their confidence is that true confidence when another person can feel it or does that mean that they're they're portraying this confidence sooner or later you will find out okay okay so self-confidence involves detachment from wh who is around you <laughs> and you are most connected with yourself mm -hmm. and disconnected actually from the people around you. But if you walk in the room and you make certain that you act a certain way and, and it's, it's, it's almost, um, you see, you need a little drops of arrogance for self-confidence. Mm -hmm. And also the other thing I wanted to say, self-confidence, even if all the books and people go to therapy and when actually you speak your mind, you are true to yourself, you start feeling a bit arrogance and, and uh, selfishness and arrogance and selfishness in many cultures is looked down. Yeah. So it, at the same time is, it's, it's almost like an oxymoron. On one hand, you is encouraged. Self-confidence is portrayed as that's the way to be. On the other hand, when you're in it, it does feel a bit boasting. I think that's where I've always been mixed up with because I've always never wanted to show people that I think I'm better or that I'm cocky or you see some people that they overdo it and you don't want to look that way. But if you want to show me you're better than me, that means your attention is on me and you're comparing. Yes. That means you're outside yourself. 
you're outside yourself and you are in competition, which means what you do is based on where the other person is at to top that. I see what you're saying. So I like when you said putting a drop of arrogance because a drop of arrogance is not I'm better than you. It's just being within yourself. I'm good. Yes. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good and I know I'm good and I feel and I know when I'm not good, where I am not good. Mm-hmm. You see, self-confidence has two points. Knowing your strengths, owning them and carrying them is very different than showing them off or putting them in your face. Yes. Uh, so it's owning and trusting and just carrying them. I, I, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. And also knowing what you're not, not good at. Yes. We don't look at that side. We really do not look at that side at all. Because I know in my experience and other people too that I speak with, it's like tunnel vision on the things we're not good at. And that's always the focus. Well, it also depends. The tunnel vision on things we are not good at is an inner critical voice in us that always is present (laughs) and plays in the background, telling us our mistakes, telling us where we fail, where we are short, where we are less than. And whoever carries that critical voice very loud, it's impossible to have self-confidence and have this inner voice putting you down every step of the way. Yeah, yeah. The critical voice has its benefits too. It's a voice that wants us not to be insulted, embarrassed, or, or look silly or foolish. So it's almost like our parents' voice <laughs> uh, correcting us, making sure that we look okay. Yeah. But when that voice becomes dominant, equals self-doubt and no self-confidence. So it's self-confidence is directly related to two things. What is your relationship with your inner critical voice? Because we all carry mm-hmm. one. When you hear self-criticism, do you respond to it? Do you say, yes, um, uh, yeah, um, y- you, you are, um, you, you're telling me I made a mistake on this report, but I know I made a spelling mistake in this report, but I know I'm not good in spelling. So right there, I disarm. I own yes. my limitation. Yes. That's why self-confidence in- involves both. Knowing what you master, what you are comfortable, and what is natural to you. You see, each human being is born with certain tendencies to be good at. Certain talents, aptitudes, whatever you want to call it. Yes. And when you identify it and you know it, and you hold it, it is what it is. If you're good at this, you're good at this. (laughs) Even if someone else disagrees and criticizes you, if you believe in your natural talent, you're good at. It's when you start doubting or when the critical voice becomes dominant and you believe it. 
I think the next part of this that comes up for me is okay so now what if I recognize I'm good at this I'm good at that I'm not so good at something else there's a lot of comparison of but that person's better you see whatever you are incredibly good at okay there are two things here I'm glad you're bringing this up so um, always you will find someone that will be better than that and less better than that yeah no matter what no matter what that's Um, very helpful yeah no matter how good you are on something and also then what when you use the word good what is the criteria (laughs) (laughs) you see and this brings actually uh in in mind self-confidence starts early in life does it really Oh, yes. It's connected directly with parenting. And when parents, it's very important how, because a child is learning, always Mm -hmm. learning, and how the parents respond to mistakes a child that is learning. And when Mm -hmm. we are learning something new, we all make mistakes. So often, in their efforts, parents to not be, um, because children, uh, the way that the children are, very often are re- represent the parenting. Mm-hmm. So in the effort that the children look good, so the parents will look good, the, the parents might correct the child in a very critical, judgmental way. That is how you start developing a strong inner critical voice which doubts you that's truly amazing and also if you have a very different personality from your parents so let's say i tend to be i was born and i tend to be my natural state is emotional and my parents tend to be very very intellectual rational whenever i naturally express my emotion they only think about it in a rational way so they will judge me yes they might even oh you're too emotional you're too sensitive you're weak Mm -hmm. you see so it depends what are the values that the parents hold and they think those are important and if the child has a tendency of the personality the opposite or different it doesn't match the parents values and the parents call that wrong mistake you fail but really the child has a different tendency and it wasn't recognized and it was not seen it was right on it was not recognized and that's very sad because also growing up Um, I always, when I work with my clients and um, parenting, I always say, stay away from saying, good girl, good boy, bad girl, bad boy. Good or bad are are, um, uh, adjectives that describe if what the child did agrees with the parent's values with the parent's way, with the parent's perception of something. So if 
you um if you are let's say good in math and i'm your parent and i'm a, a good, very good in math i will say good girl but if you are bad in math and good in english and i am good in math and you make mistakes i will say no no you you, you see what i'm yes, saying definitely so the parents tendencies and personalities and values set the stage to teach the children similar, to kind of reward them. But whenever you say good boy, good girl, that is not helpful. What is helpful is to give children responsibilities according to the age, a lot of, and, and let them make the mistakes. Let them make mistakes. But how do you handle the mistake? Yeah. How, how do, how do you um, respond to the children's mistakes? that uh, will will either develop and build a strong inner critic in the child or a part of them that is self-acceptance that is okay to make mistakes and we learn from our mistakes. I think we need another full episode just on parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have it. <laughs> Let's have it next time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really fascinated because I did not think going back that far has to do with confidence. I really didn't think that. Like I'm in the the generation of social media and this and that and I think everything is related to that and I wasn't thinking about parenting where it, the I guess the building blocks of confidence really do come. They start very early. Very early, and and because the building of the inner critical voice, depending how strong it gets, starts very early, and it's in in um, uh, equal. Um, um, how do you say it? It 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 it, it uh, reflects how if the parents were very critical, very judgmental, the child either becomes judgmental themselves to other people or develops an incredibly strong inner critical voice that grows up with the parents' <laughs> criticisms and now they do it for the, to themselves. Yes. And that destroys and doesn't allow self-confidence because self-confidence is all about what is your truth? Do you know your truth? Mm. Do, you, do you hear your own perception, your own intuition, your own thoughts? Do you hear them? Were they was the uniqueness of your perceptions of the way you see the world was it recognized what was it held mm -hmm. so again it's not about to say oh good boy great thought no it's about i see what you're saying hmm, i didn't think about it this way recognizing parents recognizing children's uniqueness so with all of that where does humble come in? Because as you're describing knowing yourself, knowing your strengths and weaknesses, the first thing I think of the word is humble. The most self-confident people are the most humble because they don't need to show you their self-confidence. They know is good for them and there's a detachment. Mm -hmm. 
and they don't need to prove. You see, is this needing approval or proving that spells lack of self-confidence? Yes. So the more self-confident you are, the more humble you are. So it's an equation. <laughs> it is actually. It is actually. We get very confused with that, I think, as people, because we see somebody who puts on self-confidence as more confidence and humble as we don't really know what's going on in their mind, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what, how, how, do, how do you see um, uh, self-confidence? What do you think overly self-confident people that are not self-confident <laughs> how do you think they look like what hmm. what what would you say are some characteristics can you repeat the question yeah how when someone because is a couple of times you're saying what about those that are not real yeah <laughs> that pretend how, how do they look do they look like um to you how would you say? They look strong. They look powerful. They look like they know what they're doing always. To you. To, yes. And to your criteria. Right. So what? So each person has their own criteria of what is strong mm -hmm. and what is powerful. Mm -hmm. And if you have a certain criteria and you see someone else acting like that, for you, that person is strong. I see. I see. So you have a different criteria. <laughs> Strength has to do with trusting your intuition, believing in your intuition, not needing to be approved, and have a detachment. Beautiful. You see? And, um, and that is what really i mean this uh podcast is about <laughs> so we gave more awareness but awareness sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what do i do yolanda <laughs> uh, it's really about knowing and trusting what you think what bianca thinks what yolanda thinks according to only my perception because intuition is a big it's a big um it has a big influence here in terms of what i sense something to be how i perceive it so if i perceive something a certain way and you come and you say no 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 you're wrong this is how it is if i trust myself i would say right for you it might be like that for me it's this way it doesn't mean my, I'm, I'm shut down, but I, I, I'm grounded. I trust myself. So that's how you transcend awareness. So we know what aware, uh, the, what is uh, self-confidence is. It starts early, but it doesn't mean you cannot mold it. And, and, and if someone grew up with a very strong inner critic because of judge, very judgmental parents, I mean, that's why I'm in this field of psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. Because you can always expand and have a new relationship with your inner critic. So it doesn't 
beat you up. So you transcend it by discovering your own individual truth, accepting it with its limitations and following it. And it takes incredible honesty, accepting also what you're not good at. Yeah. It's funny because most therapists would say, oh, just focus on what you're good at, focus on your strengths. But there's a whole nother layer here to face the truth and honesty. Of your limitations. Yeah. yeah. It's as important to know your limitations and to hold them and to admit, <laughs> you see, to yield that, for example, I know I'm a good therapist for certain people. For some other people, uh, they might not be able to work with me. And I know I'm a horrible secretary. <laughs> uh, I know I'm not a good singer. I was told that. I, I don't. <laughs> Do you think that or other people think that? <laughs> but uh, I, I know I'm a good driver. I mean, yeah. a lot of people disagree with it. But anyway, uh, but you see, there are certain things that I... I know that you know you're good at. Yeah. And even if someone challenges me, it's like I'm accepting their challenge because I know. <laughs> but if you want to insist to prove that you're good at something that naturally you're not good at, yeah, then you keep failing, you keep making mistakes, and you, don't, you end up not feeling good. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was very helpful. Yeah, it 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 it. What what new angle do you think added for you? I think the part of well, a few. I mean, a few things here, but the part of looking at the other side is very helpful, and to not ignore. Oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, just don't focus on that. Focus on what you're good at. That's actually not as helpful because it always comes back at some point you'll always remember it but accepting it is on a different level i accept it it's there and now i can focus on other things um so that's really helpful um and then i also think too when seeing people that may appear confident it doesn't necessarily mean that they are confident um and that they have to you always hear that term like fake it till you make it um it doesn't have to be that way. Well, you see, fake it until you make it. If it's if you're if if it's something natural that you're good at, and you doubted yourself, and now you you woke up and you said, "Yes, I'm good <laughs> at." Maybe you can fake it until you make it, until you strengthen that belief. But if you fake it until you make it on something you're not good at, okay, <laughs> yes, it will continue to be a disappointment. Yes. And the relationship with your inner critical voice is critical. It's so important to, first of all, be able to hear the critical voice and then to respond to it and to befriend it because it actually is a presence that wants us to do well. And that's how you transcend low self-esteem, self-doubt, not high self-confidence to more self-confidence is the relationship with your inner critic do you do you hear your criticism some people probably don't exactly 
because it, it's there all the time and it becomes like background music. Yes. <laughs> you stop hearing it. Do you catch yourself self-criticizing and then respond to it? Don't just believe and because it, it makes you shrink. Yeah. So it's really about, um, and for parents to know that it starts very, very early. It's amazing. I also want to ask you too, um, do you think that there's a voice of confidence? You said there's an inner critical voice. Is there a voice that could speak back to the inner critic voice that carries confidence? Well, it's the voice that when you hear a self-criticism, you stop. Because you see, every self-criticism, I always refer to it as a, a gift with a prickly paper. Mm-hmm. So the self-criticism uh, um, prickles you, but inside that gift is always something is a, is, is a present for you. The, the inner critical voice has a, has a message to help you, but in order to get your attention, it really prickles you. It's it, harsh. So um, that's the, the inner critical voice. And then w- when you catch it, there's a, another part, yes, that says, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's see here. Let's see what what I put myself down to. Let's wait and, and evaluate this. Yes. Okay. That's, I'm calling it confidence voice, but maybe it's a different name for someone else. <laughs> exactly. It's a different name. Yeah. For you, it's confident yeah. voice. For yeah. someone, it would be an adult voice, or a mature voice, uh, you know, a voice of reason. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so self-confidence can be developed and self-confidence can be um, damaged, mm-hmm. damaged. Mm-hmm. Usually by the parents. Mm. And let's not put not everything on the parents, okay? (laughs) Because we have the school, we have the culture, we have um, friends, we have, um, uh, you know, religion. I mean, there's so many other ways that can criticize a child growing up. Yeah. 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 I have a lot of journaling to do tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bianca. Thank you for your wonderful questions. Thank you for having me. I would love to come again and talk about parenting or just this inner critic voice. That would be great. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Invited to experiment with the suggestions offered today in transcending your awareness about self-confidence. You're also invited to be my curious guest. Please email your comments, questions, suggestions for more themes to awarenesssuckspodcast at gmail.com. That's all for today. Until next time, yahara. Thank mm-hmm. you.